0: Hello, everybody. This is Trina Gunzel and welcome to another episode of the Legacy and Legends podcast. I'm so excited to be featuring some inspirational stories to share with you. And as you know, on this podcast, there are so many diamonds. There's a wealth of information. We literally interview millionaires, billionaires, philanthropists, people from all over the world and influencers who are looking to make a bigger impact. And today I'm so excited to share my guest with you. This is Liz Hoyt. And Liz, thank you so much for being on the show today. Welcome. Thanks. Thank you, Trina. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> you're welcome. And will you let everybody know where you're checking in from? It's kind of fun to see and make new connections yeah, that way. Nice. So I'm, yeah. So I'm from um, a little town. Uh,
1: it's called Ipswich in Suffolk. Um, so it's probably about an hour, hour and a half away from from
0: London. That's awesome. I have some friends over there. I'll have to connect you with. I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure definitely. <laughs> Alright. Awesome. <laughs> Well, we're going to jump in so people get to know a little bit more about you. On these this little featured episode we've been doing this month, we've really been digging into some stories from people who have overcome big challenges and turned them into a success story. And my husband and I, we co-created a brand called Stories to Success where we actually help people turn those challenges into their own coaching or consulting business. And I know you have a new book coming out and so many exciting things. So can you let us know a little bit about what inspired you to do what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, so back in October 2019, I I made the decision that after 18 years, I had to break free from my coercive control and relationship. And, and, and I think any, when anybody's in an abusive relationship, it always kind of seems like they stay in that relationship for so long. And after t- 18 years, I found that because it was coercive control, I didn't kind of associate what I was going through as a as an abusive relationship. I knew that something never felt mm-hmm. right, but I never kind of associated it with um you know being being abusive based on my stereotype of what I believed an abusive relationship you know was having, you know, the physical yeah, my- violence very often or infrequently. Um and so after mm-hmm. I decided to leave that that relationship, I I wanted to basically spread awareness on coercive control because if i was in it for 18 yeah. years and didn't really have an idea of what i was in who else would have been Great. thinking the same feeling the same as me so um after about a year and a half um a year possibly when i came out of that relationship i then thought okay how can i get to people who were possibly going through what i went through so um the economic abuse and the financial abuse how could i reach people to help people go oh do you know what this is what i'm going through and i thought if i can share my story via a book um but also not make it about you know about the ex-partner make it about actually just sharing the last year of me coming out of that relationship and then how i did it um sort of help tools if I could change the life of one person then I would have felt fulfilled um, so I decided to write that first book I then decided to um, set up my company this really what coaching and speaking um, and then after that I thought okay do you know what I can reach people via a book which is easy for them to get hold yeah. of what kind of financial money restra- restraints okay what else can I do okay I don't want to just spread awareness locally or nationally I want to be able to do this globally so I invested and I kind of came and um, became a certified speaker. Then after that, mm-hmm. I thought, ah, oh, you know, when you're still sort of in that relationship and you have children with somebody like that, how can you then yeah. help other people who are going through that, these conversation starters for children? Hence the reason why I decided to write this second book, um, Co-Parenting Within Coercive Control, a parent's guide to help and support their children and the complexities around that. So that's kind mm-hmm. of where I'm at at the moment with it. Um, But then I also do life coaching as well to help people. And it's men, women. It's it's all different types of relationships that I help uh, through my life coaching program um, to help and support people. I have a three month program, six month program um, and supporting people that way as well is another avenue that I can kind of reach out and help. So everything that I do, it comes from a desired place, but it also comes from. This person went through what I was going through. I kind of didn't feel yeah. like I had anything that could help me. Um, and if I can share it with somebody else, just to change one person's life, then um, then then I'm kind of on on the way to to doing something great and and just growing it, growing it as a business and growing it as a as, as a as a safe space for people to come and 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 seek that help and support that they need.
0: Absolutely. And you know, even the way you're calling it, I've actually never heard that term, course of control. Could you define that for our audience? Because you hear yes. a lot of things about like abuse and stuff like that, but not course of control
1: yeah so basically coercive control and I'll just make it really really brief it's almost like a behavioral pattern um or a regime um brought in to create codependency um and also to entrap and dominate somebody and as we're learning now about coercive control it's not just about a male and a female or an intimate relationship it can happen in cults it can it can happen in in the workplace it can happen in so many different places um so and it is and it's kind of like the, the the effects of that um, you do have a lot of gaslighting and for those, you know, people Mm -hmm. who are not gaslighting and it's that kind of distortion of your reality. and it could be, um, it could manifest something as simple as, oh my goodness, i put my keys down and somebody's taking your keys or you're closing the curtains at a certain time and then somebody's going behind your back and opening the curtains and basically making you feel that what you're living, the life that you're living isn't quite right and it makes you question yourself. It makes you um, eventually kind of lose your autonomy, autonomy, that ability to just carry out the most simplest tasks and I think that's why, you know, that type of abuse can be very insidious and it can be very um dangerous because when people when when people used to ask me well what what's gone on it's really hard to actually mm-hmm. say what's actually happening to you because in your own mind yeah. you don't really know um mm-hmm. so i so it's you know that's kind of in a nutshell what sort of that coercive control is um it's kind of almost you know somebody controlling what you do whether that's um finances um economically financially um you know it could be something as simple as checking you know the bills or you know checking how much money you're spending rationing you um just basically making you feel that you are codependent that you can't really exist um without this other the other the other partner um so i Hope that's yeah. kind of made it a little bit clearer to sort of understand what what that is and yeah and to be fair, it only sort of came into our statue in the UK in in 2015 um but now it's actually been bought um it's been kind of revamped and it's been sort of brought into the the new domestic abuse act 2021 mm-hmm. um kind of in its own right and in its own entity but what it's also done is it's included children within that act as well um and as yeah. we know and as more research happens we know how badly children are affected um, by coercive control especially uh, post-separation abuse.
0: Oh yeah that yeah. is so important so to like define those terms, you know, because a lot of times when we are teaching on something new or in a program, we want to make sure our audience really understands because most people don't get, that's why they drop out of school or college or quit programs is they don't understand the words and they won't even know, but they start yawning and they kick out. And so I like to always tell people like when yeah. you are sharing your own terms or new vocabulary, just make sure to find them. That will do so much for your audience. Um, yeah. I love the cause that you're talking about. I've actually had several women share who've come into our program. who have talked about things like this and that was their situation or they just felt so trapped and like they were earning money. They were doing things, but they never had even control of it or their partner, you know, was making it where they just felt like a victim in their own life and couldn't get out of it. So I wanted to commend you. And if you share more of like, how did you navigate that to get out of that? Because after 18 years, that's a long time.
1: Yeah, I think for me, there was, there's always like, um, a turning point, isn't there? Or a transformation point mm. or something that then happens. And, and for me, it was when that. we, um, it was when we kind of, I had spent a whole year trying to get out of the relationship. Mm. Um, and when I said get out, you know, sort of let's end things, you know, there's always met with resistance. So you end up kind of living with somebody but you're not in a relationship with them Um, and it literally had to got to the stage where it ended up in our first court appearance and then after that um, going through that whole system um, we were kind of both just told we've just got to go back home and live with each other um, but respect each other and you know obviously not abuse or do anything like that so we ended up basically back in the same situation that I had started trying to leave a year, a year, um, a year before. And it was at that point, I remember my friends, um, dropping me back to my car. And I remember I had my car, my, my keys for my house. And I just thought I can't go in there. I literally can't Mm. go in my house. Um, and I remember just getting in the car and driving to a supermarket car park and just sobbing. Um, and actually at that point at the time where, what I thought was, um, my version of, of rock bottom actually it was the best moment of clarity because it was at that point in the car that i said to myself i'm not doing this anymore and actually mm-hmm. i know what i need to do now i need to spread awareness of this because actually even the way that my case was looked at in terms of yeah. "Oh, there's this there's no physical violence no physical violence and and it was those words that stuck with me everything mm-hmm. that i had been through just because I did categorize it as having the physical element then it wasn't abusive and I know what I had went through and I knew that it was abusive so I thought ah as I was sort of saying to you before Trina you know going back through going actually do you know what who else is going through this I need to do Mm -hmm. this and and for me that that kind of turning point that sort of transformation of actually do you know what you can't rely on anything external you've you've kind Mm -hmm. of got to go Because actually the the places and the people that I genuinely thought were going to support and help um, weren't able to do that. Um, And Mm -hmm. so it was almost like you're just left on your own. Oh, my gosh. And then, you know, it goes through your mind. How am I going to get out? Where am I going to live? What am I going to do with me and my children? How am I going to do this? Um, And eventually Mm -hmm. um, found a safe space. And from then on, it was just a case of just making decisions and going with it because the fear was always going to be there. But I would have rather, at that point, having gone through everything, been fearful of the unknown rather than fearful of knowing what that relationship was like. Um, And so I just kept making decisions and choices. You know, oh, my gosh, I've got to go look for a place. Just done it. Didn't even think of it. You know, some days I didn't even eat because I was just on, you know, that anxiety. I can't need to find me and my kids a house. Okay, let's go here. Let's go here. And it was just so, it was just decisions that I made without thinking. Do you know what I mean? But I knew that they needed to be done to be this video that is what kind of got me through it that ultimately making those Mm -hmm. decisions was ultimately what shifted my paradigm to help me to be able to change um and and yeah kind of here I am just trying to help and support other people you know do very similar in terms of you know the mindset and those decisions but equally everybody's Mm -hmm. situation is different and it's about all of us we do have it within us um to to get out situations even though the belief isn't there you just make those decisions quickly (laughs) and you will and you Mm -hmm. you will and that's something that i think that you know we don't focus on we don't we don't tap into when we need to that intuition that emotional guidance that we have when something's not right i think that we sometimes ignore a lot um in order Mm -hmm. to be safe to know and be predictable but actually sometimes what you need to do is go do you know that doesn't feel right and this doesn't feel great at the moment either. But I know that actually, mm-hmm. even if I can't do it for myself right now, there's always someone else that I could potentially do this for because I am valued to somebody else, even though I don't necessarily value myself right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's really, really important.
0: <laughs> it is. And I'm really glad you're here. Like, it takes a lot of strength to walk away and get out of a relationship like that and say, like, this isn't okay. Like, to feel like that inside, and you know who you yeah. are you know, I can equate it to like when you feel like your spirit is dimming, right? There's people yes. who are going to feel your spirit who add to you and you can feel that bright light and connection and radiate good. And others yeah. who almost try to like snuff you out like a candle. And when I was, a, I was a first and second grade dual immersion teacher for 10 years. And I've always been consulting on the side for like 25 years. But I remember mm-hmm. specifically a district I worked in where it was labeled as emotional abuse, but where some of the parents, it was they were so negative and like yelling at their children. And these things were literally one of these students. I would have to like go pick up off the sidewalk and help them come in. And we had to start the day with like clay, you know, Play-Doh and like snacks and music and art and things to help kids get present time. I think that's a really big thing. And I do that with my clients too, of like remembering who you are and get present time where like that person is doing that thing. And it took, it took a long time. Like I'm so grateful. I get letters from that family still today of like how it made an impact on their life, and they all got help. And you know, it's like things got better. But it's like sometimes you do just have to get out. That is an actual thing of if that situation is not going to get better, and you've tried what you can, but you notice it's at the destruction of yourself. Like, yeah, I'm an advocate for families, but I'm not an advocate for people destroying each other. Like, if my mom yeah. wouldn't have got divorced, I wouldn't even be here. You know, so. I know it takes a lot of strength to do that. And for your clients, then what is something like if, you know, a lot of people look at result they can get from working with you, what would be like a one big takeaway and one big diamond for them?
1: Yeah, I think it is actually being able to um, have, adapt their mindset into actually believing that they are worthy of something better than what they're going through. Um, and, yeah. you know, you kind of always talk about it, didn't you, with within coaching or whatever, you know, from getting from A to B. And I've had so many clients that have actually broke free from those types of relationships, clients who had been so isolated, um, had mm-hmm. no were totally codependent on um on their abuser hadn't worked for sometimes 15 to 20 years been out of employment who have managed Mm. to um, help them get some refuge um with their children um managed to get them a place um and now start working after so many years and i think that for them they didn't even believe that they had it in them and i think those kind of those first stages you do really need that help and support and and that's and that's ultimately you know that's why I believe that I'm here in to do that Um, Mm -hmm. because nothing else kind of feels right when I'm you know doing other things it just feels right to be able to help so when I look at my situation I totally reframe it in the sense that actually, do you know what, if I hadn't have been through this, I wouldn't be able to help the people, help my clients the way that I do. And I've got to the stage where there is no resentment, there is no blame, there isn't anything like that. I think you get to a level of consciousness where you're like, okay, do you know what, that was then and I did have that and I hold my hands up and, and I felt like that for, for a while after I came out of the relationship, hence the reason why I put hold on the book. I didn't want to write the book from that place yeah. um, and I had uh-huh. to wait I got to a place where I was like, I can actually talk about this now and reframe it as far as I can from where I'm at now, yeah. not then because it wouldn't have been right. Um, and so I feel that, you know, that is something that I see within my clients. You know, they're kind of making this decision and they know they want to, you know, they have to be ready as in anything you do in life. Do you know what I mean? They've got to sure. be ready and they're ready. They know that they've got my support 100% because it is about having somebody literally to hold your hand because when you've oh, been yeah. in that t- relationship where you second guess your own thoughts your mm-hmm. own feelings your own emotions you need to have that and and i feel that's what i kind of give to my clients and it, and it really does bring bring joy to my heart um every day every moment by moment when i think about the things that we've actually been through together um oh, with yeah. me and my it just fills my heart with
0: joy so yeah you can see that strength too like exudes from you like you know everybody everybody we've all went through challenges like my my son was diagnosed with type one diabetes when he was four and went into a coma. And it was like, that rocked our world. And it changed our entire life, you know, and it's been 14 years. So I wrote that book to help me through the grief side, you know, of type one diabetes, but it's also one of those pieces where if you don't let it crush you, right. If you are still alive through that, then you can find that strength or that blessing or that gift in that challenge. And like, that's what we did. We used it to help with, you know, donate to foundations and be able to create programs and do trainings and things to help families and, um, whatever, you know, people have gone through. I think my cousin would always tell me like, no matter what problems people have, she said, if we all had to put them in a big pile, you would still choose your own. And I thought that was so interesting because, you know, if you look at the path that you're on and where you are now and you're bright, shiny, like raised sunshine, like, you know, healthy, like, you know because of that challenge it was not fun it was awful like you look back but look who you are now and look how many people you're helping that without that story you probably wouldn't have taken that path you know yeah yes that's right you're exactly right um Tr- trina and like you say you know we all go through these things do
1: you know what i mean we we, we truly do and and we always have choices and sometimes we don't feel that we do but we genuinely mm-hmm. do have choices we can either use our past to stay stuck. You know, we can use that and 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 decide that we we don't have it in us to move forward. Um, we don't we don't feel worthy enough. We don't necessarily care enough about ourselves. That that is still a choice, and while we can understand how people come to that choice, it's nice yeah. for people to be able to know there is a different choice. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Your, that doesn't have to be your future. That doesn't have to be your now. And I think sometimes it does take a while because it took me a while, Trina. I didn't feel like that. I was that mm. person. You know, Liz didn't want to get out of bed. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, Liz oh, didn't yeah. want to people. Liz would go on a school run with sh- dark shades on. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I ended up, yeah. you know, we'd be just crying through the night and just hadn't slept, surviving on three hours sleep. You know, quite, so yeah. I, I get it how people genuinely feel like that. And, and, and and my message is that You know, there is choices and you can choose that way or you can choose the other way, but just know that no one's going to look down on you for choosing that way because it is understandable. But just know when you're ready and you're at your point, you will find it. And then you can choose to do something different. And I think that's mostly important. Sometimes we're down on ourselves too much. Oh, I'm I'm angry at myself because I haven't done this today and I haven't done that. Do you know what? If you can sometimes wake up in the morning and say to yourself for 30 seconds, I'm not just going to have that thought for 30 Seconds and I don't know, do anything. That's 30 seconds different than the morning before. And I think we we expect these big massive steps straight away. And it ain't like that. Do you know what I mean? That's not life. Actually, what it is is go, do you know what? Five minutes today, I haven't had that negative thought about that. And then you can say to yourself, and every day, and when you catch yourself in that spiral of having those negative, the fact that you catch yourself is a win. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. Because in life sometimes we can't always be smiling we can't always be happy sure. but we can always search for some sort of meaning um and and yeah. i think that that's really important and really important message that 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 people need to know and I needed to know that trainer at one point I did too
0: you know yeah. yeah you need someone to come alongside you who's like hey I get it i've been there and you're right sometimes it's all you can do i know when I was so exhausted taking care of my son I was like you know what if we can just like sometimes just the meals that was it. If we could just calculate carbs, get him his insulin shots, and yeah. feed him, that was like all I could do for a while, you know. And then it was like that's how we ended up having our work from home business because it was like yeah. this isn't possible. I cannot do a nine to five bubble not sleeping yeah. for eight years, like you know. So it's like you you adapt. You look at these challenges. Yeah, um, and there was a, there was somebody I interviewed the other day, and I love the way mm-hmm. she put it. it. Was so beautiful. Like her her life, she had a baby girl who actually died for no reason one day old the hospital they don't know why there was nothing it was a healthy baby healthy pregnancy and she took that tragedy and instead has turned it into she got a little tattoo the only one she ever had it's a star on her wrist because she wanted to mm. remember the bright eyes of her girl, that shiny you know Aww. life and she has committed you know dedicated her life now to helping mothers who have a baby that passed away or her parents who lost a child and you know, for her, because a lot of people can't stand that kind of work for so long. And she's been doing it for eight years, this kind of grief work. like You feel when it lights you up and you know that's your purpose and that's how you're meant to help people, that is your legacy. You know, it's like, instead of the pain, you see the purpose from that experience. And I feel like that is your calling then, right? It's your calling of how you help others. And those other women or those other people in relationships list that you help, They might start their own program or write their own book or do a training, you know, and it's like a movement of lifting people, right? Elevating people around the globe.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think you're right, Trina, what you're saying about the this purpose. I always, I always thought, you know, I'm I'm 40 now, but I always thought, you know what? I need to search for my purpose. I need to go out and I need to find it. I need to find what it is. And actually, do you know what? Get into there and you get to that point where you you kind of experience life and then you go, I didn't have to look for anything. I just had to get to a point where I just aligned with it. Do you know what I mean? My experience helped oh, yeah. me to align my purpose and I think that you're so right in what you say you know about that purpose and you know how it feels to you when you're actually doing it and you're helping
0: people it just Mm -hmm. feels good it feels right there is no question do you know what I'm saying um oh yeah yeah. that's honestly what we do like the core of our whole business building program because a lot of people I call my miserable mainers are there people who are just not fulfilled. Like they're in a job cause that was the thing to do. You go get that degree, yeah. right? You go get that nine to five, but they're not happy. And so their marriage fails, their health mm-hmm. fails, like spiritually, like all these things. And so we help them actually go through a very specific process to learn from their life stories, their experiences yeah. to awakening yeah. of who they really are. And then you magnify that. So instead yes. of hiding those skills and talents under a basket, right? It's like, pull it out, get it out bright and shiny, and then just help magnify the best of who they are based on those life experiences, right?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Building on bedrock, then that's your solid, you know, base to build on. And then it just works. Like yours, like you said, you've been through that, but you are not weak from that. You are strong. And I could see like that message just, you know, it just radiates out of how you're helping people. So, I would love to see if people want to get in contact with you to work with you. What's the best way that they should reach out to you? Yeah,
1: so um my um my website, my main website is um just literally ww.umlishoit.com. Um and if you go on the website, you can see all my socials. Um people can contact me there. Um if anybody wants um to you know find out about you know my first my first publication it's wow. on amazon just list hoy and it will come up break free um and it's yeah it's it's not a long book at all i think it's something like 142 pages or something like that um and mm-hmm. yeah it's just a read but also a recommend to some because what a lot of people are saying is they read it but then also um they told other people about it because they knew that someone else oh. was going through it and this is exactly what i wanted um is for people to be able I'll to go off. oh i, don't, I don't know what it is it's called break break free um okay. it's, a, it's a subtitle the transformational journey and paradigm shift out of coercive control but if you type literally break free amazon you um people will find it um and so yeah, okay. so that's how you can kind of yeah get in contact with me um yeah in that way and 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 just you know it's also one one thing that I always do you know, sort of say is that one of the hardest things like I was talking about before, Trina, is that, you know, those making those decisions when you are in those types of relationships. Do you know what I mean? It's so hard to, you know, just even meal times, what to have or how to cook, you know, those things when you kind of you get your autonomy stripped right back. And I always say that, you know what, in life, we've just got to try and make those choices and decisions that will ultimately create peace in our heart. And It's so it sounds such an easy thing to do, but it's such a hard thing to do because, you know, we tend to be people that want other people to to be happy and, you know, kind of leave ourselves um, in that position of kind of wanting and needing still. But it's about people. It's about being okay to make yourself happy that's okay and once you do make yourself happy you've got so much more love and happiness and the energy that comes out of you to flow to other people is a lot more positive and it kind of draws people in we we attract you know we attract who we are right Um, and I think that Mm -hmm. actually the more you can kind of get to that stage where you know you make those decisions that create that peace in your heart and I know it is hard but it's always a process with everything um, you tend to start to begin to live the life that you can kind of that you that you have envisioned at some point. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's really important. And I'm I'm glad I tell myself that every morning. That's all part of the all part of the affirmations. It's all part of the morning routine. Um, you know that that right. makes a difference in my life because it, we all still work at it, don't we? We don't just do it and then we're done. It's continuous as a process. No, and
0: that's, that's what people, I think, forget. Right? It doesn't matter how successful you are, or what you've accomplished. You're going to continue to grow and learn and shift and and mm-hmm. change. And and I always tell people too, like if you can start your day from a full cup, it's a lot easier to help others. But if you're running on empty, there's nothing to give, right? So I love what you said.
1: Yeah, yeah definitely.
0: That's perfect. And I always love to ask my guests, um, what is, if you were going to create a hashtag to your younger self that would have helped you along your journey, what would it be? Um, It would
1: be hashtag in a game. (laughs)
0: Mm, I (laughs) like it.
1: Because I feel that it's always, it's always an inside job, isn't it? I think sometimes we mm. we tend to focus a lot on the external, just because that's just the way we're conditioned. We you know we we observe it. So it yeah. is you know what I mean. Yeah. But actually, I think that from you know doing the work on myself and helping people, actually, do you know what it's 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 an inner game. And I think once you can kind of learn and understand who we truly are as as human beings and and actually we just follow those things that we can't necessarily see right now in front of us but if we can kind of hold that vision and we can kind of say do you know what this is what i want for my life at some point that's where the focus should be and so it's always it always starts from within and that's what i found so i'd I'd definitely go for hashtag in a game
0: I love that so much. Well, thank you so much, Liz, for sharing your story today with us and for being a guest on the Legacy and Legends podcast. Um, I really appreciated getting to know you. And you guys, you have a strong woman right here who has an amazing story. If you have been or are stuck or find yourself in that kind of relationship, definitely reach out to Liz Hoy. It was my pleasure having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Bye-bye. Bye we we'll